here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 106.6 FM in Mangaung. All right, 11 minutes after 1 o'clock. I'm sitting with a person who calls themselves young and up and coming. And I was just having a conversation with them saying, yes, you may be young, but my goodness, you're doing far more than just people who call themselves up and coming. So he's a filmmaker. That's how I want to refer to him. And Dumi Somgune is with me. And uh, he is going to be putting up a masterclass in the upcoming Lions um, Fest Film Festival. It's going to be coming. I'll give you those details of when the festival actually kicks off. But he's going to be doing what I think is really revolutionary, a masterclass on what he's calling melanin cinematography. Good afternoon, Ndumi Sohai. Good afternoon, ma'am. Thank you for having me. Well, it's good to have you because I think you're tapping onto something that is absolutely essential, number one. Number two, I'm thinking, why didn't anybody think about doing this? Number three, it really is going to be groundbreaking. Let's start with what is melanin cinematography? So melanin cinematography is pretty much the study of how we film black skin or black and people of the African diaspora and Indian skin. So pretty much anybody who has melanin in their skin. Melanin is it's a it's a pigment inducing phenomena where you absorb more sun, you get darker, and that's why we have different uh, types of skin. And and so it's a science, right? Because some of some people are maybe switching off. They may be thinking, oh, they're back at it again. Black people this, black <laughs> people that. But I was watching something, in fact, the other day. And, and I was having a conversation with somebody who, who doesn't understand for cinematography at all. And I was saying to them, the trouble with this shot, and we, it was really just a news clip. Yeah. The trouble with this shot is that the two people are different shades of, of black, right? Yes. So the minute the camera, because it was one camera lens, it wasn't two separate cameramen. Yeah. They they hadn't set it for for one person. Yeah. And so you couldn't actually work out what to do as a camera person because the two tones of these people were yeah. so different. Yeah. And so the camera person was actually having such trouble uh, giving us, um, I suppose, what is palatable to the viewer. Yeah. Because the two people were so different in color. Yeah. So talk to me about how color is an issue and why it's an issue. It has everything to do with the people who make the lens, right? The people who yeah, actually make ab- Absolutely. And that's what we're going to be addressing. I think what, what that case is, especially with the history of Hollywood, is that we have to acknowledge that we're using technology that wasn't necessarily made for us in the first place. Isn't that bizarre? So, so if, people just think it's it's just the way it is. It's not just the way it is. Even, even with the cameras we use in that's our phones. It. Like if, whenever you take a selfie yeah. in certain conditions, you realize that it, it doesn't come out as well as perhaps so, maybe if somebody with lighter skin was taking the photo. And, and here's the interesting bit. Anytime... And tell me if I'm wrong. Anytime you go, so on on Instagram, for instance, yeah. there is the beauty thing, mm-hmm. right? The thing that a lot of anytime you use the beauty click, you become lighter. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like that 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 like, says that says right something in, right there. It says for me, there are so many layers to what you regard to be beautiful. Yeah, I think with with, with the idea of melanin cinematography, it's. It's also to challenge the idea that you have to be light-skinned or Caucasian to be considered beautiful. If you go to Google now and you type in beautiful woman, like most of what comes up in the search are a whole bunch of Caucasian Caucasian people. And mm. that alone says that there's something wrong with 
our society because like we we use google every day we use google every day and if you search that and that comes up it just says what we as a society define as beautiful which isn't necessarily the truth as a black man in africa hoping and wanting to tell african stories what kind of lens would you prefer to have from from a technical point of view technical so point of view. so what you what you're working with now was na- was not made for you it was right? never made for us never made for you and and we're going to i mean it's kodak it's it's fuji it's it's really all of them yeah what would you prefer to be working with i think now it's it, it actually goes beyond the the matter of which lens we're talking about i think we're going back even down to sensors and the the monitors that we're using for viewing so that's a whole different discussion in terms of how we approaching manufacturers with the research that we're about to do with the CSIR and uh, the Limpopo University who have graciously um, collaborated with us throughout this process. We're just about to go into a long research process um, with the two of these uh, parties um, where we're literally going to be going through many tests where we try and find scenarios that work best for African skin. And and you're hoping to influence the type of what is called standard grading of maybe our television screens and so on? Yes, we are. So ideally we hope to come up with a patent um after the whole research process that works for black skin for people with dark skin. Amazing. That is amazing because I think now of why certain things become popular. In this workshop what we haven't touched on is you also talk to sound being of a pigment. Yes. Right? Yes. That's actually something that initially I hadn't even thought of until wow. Mandla Dube was like, yo, even sound, sound is sound, is, color. sound has color. It has rhythm, it has movement. It informs the rhythm of the picture. So it's, it's, it's so also it, part of the, the process. So this is interesting because I started thinking about what sound, s- sound means in color, yeah. right? And I know that when we, when you use, simplistically, when you use darker colors, in the way in which we've understood film, it's more scary, it's more evil, it's, it's dark. Sound is where character and mood and emotion come from. Yes. What so, we call the things that are intangible. Things so, that you can't touch but you can feel. The drum. The drum, if it's a sound that we carry through film, often it is that kind of pace that you get when, when, when in a scary film, in, in a horror film, where somebody's being followed by something yeah. and do do doom that kind and of thing. And when we know it's it's not when, a good thing. When in Africa, the drum <laughs> is not a terrible thing. It's, it, it, the context is completely different <laughs> within, I think, our own culture. So it's it's, I think it's really more so putting a stamp on our ownership of hmm. our part of the art, how we portray ourselves. I think it's one thing that we haven't been allowed historically where we get to tell our own stories and portray ourselves in our own way. If you look at movies in general, if you look at Hollywood, at stories that are about us, they were never told by us. So we, we never got a chance to portray ourselves as a people. So what ends up happening is we have a body of work hmm. where we are presented in a certain way and we have no say or no, no share in that representation. That will change everything, even in how people are taught about referencing things. Yes. That's huge. Okay, don't go anywhere. We are in the conversation with, he's calling himself up and coming. I don't think so. I think there's a lot that he has to offer. And Dumi Somguni, he is a filmmaker and they're going to be running a masterclass on what they're calling melanin cinematography. It is fascinating. If you want to just add your voice to this conversation, it's 0891-104-207. 
here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 105.5 FM in Tabazimbi. 20 minutes after one, it is Life Happens, and my name is Pimela Mutina. All right, we are discussing melanin cinematography. My guest is Ndumi Somguni, and he's going to be doing a workshop, a uh, masterclass, essentially. And this is going to be at the a Rapid Line Film Festival that's coming up. I'll give you those details. But this is a subject you don't want to miss a workshop on. Uh, we'll give you those details, as I said. So... To me, so let's go back to the sound having color mm-hmm. and, and what it is that you want to interrogate there. I think it's naturally sound and picture go hand in hand. I think if you were to watch a, a film or anything without any audio, you wouldn't get any sense of feeling or emotion in terms of what the story was about. I mean, yeah, to a certain degree, like if uh, pictures have emotion, but sound have what I call the intangibles. It's things that gravitate towards your your sense of feeling yes where you you can have no sight no picture yes. and you can play just the sound alone Correct. and that has vibrations that speak to your emotions Correct. how you feel so naturally they, they go hand in hand with our study it which, sounds to me like you want to reprogram how we've been fed culturally sound and picture and image right for a people that have been living with references for as long as we've been living with and and that pick up on sound and picture and color based on what we've been brought up with it's very hard to reprogram that it's it's not it's not going to be it's not going to be easy yeah. it, it is a challenge i think i remember when we started talking about it with my mentor Manja Dube, at the time when i was still on the east coast in durban he would fly in and, you know, he'd call me up for beers. And we'd have these, these conversations. Like, they were just casual at the time. Mm. And there was just talk and we're talking films and reference. At the time, not really being aware that, yeah, this is something that's going to become tangible and real. Mm. Um, I think now that it's becoming such a reality, there are certain times where I've had doubt myself, where it's like it's such a daunting task. It's like, how do you reprogram centuries yes. of, yes. you know, programming? And I think the, the idea of melanin cinematography is that it's 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 not an absolutely new idea that there are filmmakers who care about how our skin is filmed, how we filmed as as black people, as Indian people, as people of color. Um, it's the fact that melanin cinematography gives us an opportunity to become one recognizable body, an institution, and a philosophy where we. We're a community that that cares about how we portrayed, and we create standards of how we how we portrayed. We 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 create new technologies mm-hmm. that make future filmmakers um, appreciate, and make, it just makes it easier for them to to make films. If that makes sense, I think I, it does. Make most sense. of most of the time with the technology we're using, we have to use other methods and tricks to get yes. it to a place where yeah. it works yeah. whereas i think yeah. with this process we can make technology that's already set for that type of palette or within that that tonal range where it's you don't have to work or cheat the technology to get the results that you need i think that's really the most important part and most importantly i think it's not it can come across as very political when you look at it like in, in its raw idea but it's really to share with the world our diversity we're very diverse we, we yes we're black but we have so many different shades and tones in between that mm. where it's 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 sharing our cultural diversity with the world and educating 
each other about how we portrayed ourselves with, with dignity. And to what extent does weather also play a part? Weather, because weather I have I have seen imagery taken by the same practitioner, very different when they're shooting in Africa to when they're shooting in Switzerland, for instance. And it's not their doing. It is just the way the way the lens has come across. Funny that you say that. Um, I, was, I was having a conversation the other day with my mentor, Mandla Dube, and he was talking about how he had his conversation with this DP who shot yes, Kalushi, yes, uh, Tommy, who's yes. from uh, the US, the States. Yeah. And he says, there was just something about the sun the grain, and yeah, the light yep. in I South Africa you, where yeah. when you look at Kalushi, he's like, he doesn't, not that he doesn't know how he did it, but yep. there was just something mm -hmm. with our quality of life that was just so different from mm. any other region in the world. Mm. So it's, 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 we're going to go through so many different processes and so many different types of lights and so many different scenarios and scaling through the whole color wheel to find ways that work for as many scenarios as possible. And yeah, definitely, I think I see patents coming from that. From an audience, if, if you're going to be using an audience as a barometer yeah. to test whether where you are going is the right way, for an audience that's been programmed differently, how are you going to work against that programming, rejection, and where you're hoping to go? It's a, I know I don't know if I'm very clear. I, no, I get you. Funny, funny enough, our audiences are more intelligent than we think they are. Mm. I mean, I think within the, the, the film industry, I'm seeing a lot of people realizing what good skin tone is, what, what good African skin tone looks like. And... In the past couple of months, I think I've, I've grown a reputation for managing how to process like black skin and something I wasn't even thinking of. Funny enough, two, go two, three years back, I struggled with processing black skin like in post in the DI in the intermediate intermediary. I found it hard. I just knew how to treat white skin very well for some reason. And it, it really messed me up for a while. And it, I think after meeting Brahmandla, I, I just, I went back into the process and I learned how to process black skin better. But funny enough, I'm still learning how I do that because it's not something I think of um, consciously where it's like it's subconscious. I just do it and it and comes out. And because you've got technology way. that doesn't work with you. Yes. It's, it's harder. I think with this process, now we're going to the mechanics of how are we doing this? How how are we getting it to look good? How do we, how do we take it from art into engineering where we can replicate that and create technology around that? I think with Rapid Line also partnering up with us and giving us the space to do a masterclass, I think it's it's the perfect base to start from because they're still, still quite a young festival. They're, I think they started five years yes. ago. So it's a great platform where they host um, most of the, the, the countries that are part of BRICS and those in general are non-European. I think it's, it's a good place to start the, the conversation where we get to inspire young filmmakers who are also coming up to share in the philosophy and grow with us. And I think in the next two, five, ten years, we'll have an entire young uh, community that has grown up around the same philosophy. You know, imagine what that's going to do for the future, mm. where mm. we have an entire community of young guys who are contributing to images of what the, the non-Caucasian people look like historically as a body of work. I can only imagine this growing to other departments of cinematography where with wardrobe and color and tone Absolutely. and language and every makeup departments. It's not, it not just... You mentioned, you mentioned makeup. We're actually doing a series oh. of, of articles in the Black Filmmakers magazine in the UK. 
and makeup was one of the things that came up. Makeup is a problem because makeup, makeup sits on you with a naked eye differently makeup to a different a lens one. for black people. Makeup is and huge. things go wrong. Makeup is huge. There's there's a whole conversation in the makeup industry around and people people of color not being able to find correct. a tone or palette that fits them. <gasps> Or even the the texture of this product that they're using that yeah. just doesn't sit in, you know, it, it reflects differently to yeah. light on a lens to when yes. you're looking at it. And suddenly people look grayer, people yeah. look, you know, all sorts of other things so, are happening with the camera. And there's, there, all these things are, they're not in isolation, they're linked. So it's, it's there's still many more people we're going to partner up with who are heads of different departments to, to create. So, the, the special language. The politics comes in where you start seeing how for a production, sometimes it's cheaper and easier to work with a black, with a white person because time to grade, time to test this face and this color mm. against a white backdrop. Yeah. A, when you're just doing a photo shoot yeah. is less with a white person than it is with a black person mm. because so much goes into fixing up mm. the makeup, fixing up the, la the light, fixing up the graining. Yeah, it's it's huge. I think with with where we're headed right now, especially specifically in South Africa, I can't speak for the rest of the continent. So I'm not too sure where we are in that aspect. I think in South Africa, we we we've taken leaps and bounds yeah. towards how we shoot black people. I mean, just speaking from the DI as a colorist, I think for me, I've gone to a place where it's just it's quick. I just <laughs> I know how I just I know how to do it like it's it's hard to explain like it, mm. it it's not an engineering or science set I just I just go through it and I do it quickly but that's because but I, you're very conscious of it but I, I've become very conscious yes. of it but I think in the next generation maybe they'll be even more well-versed because now we, we creating a foundation for that to happen you're onto something i think you're onto something absolutely extraordinary thank you so much for coming in Dumiso. i really appreciate it thank, thank you, you. I really see you at the workshop this. i want to be there i want to hear please all about come it. yeah Dumiso Mguni, who is a, a, a filmmaker and they're going to be running that workshop on thursday march the 12th 10 a.m at the market theater by simon a theater that is their rapid line 2020 film festival coming up we'll give you those details and more a little bit later 130 now let's go to uzila sago for the latest in headlines good afternoon uzile